Welcome to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. We're working our way right now through the book of 1 Peter, this great letter that Peter wrote to comfort those who are suffering because of their faith or suffering as a Christian in this world. We've made it up to verse 10, and the gears shift a little bit here, though uh, as commentators point out, this is one long sentence that runs from verse 3 all the way up through verse 12. The, the kind of ideas that he is dealing with, beginning in verse 10, shift a little bit. Up to now, he's talked about this reality that God, in his mercy, has caused us to be born again into a living hope, into a secure inheritance. And we've talked about how with this new birth comes a new identity and a new hope and new security. And so we find in Christ this identity and hope and security. And, and, and this is what Peter is wanting these elect exiles to rest in. This is These are the categories that he is wanting them to think about their lives and their suffering within. And what we have said up to now is that these are the categories within which we should be thinking about our life and our suffering. This reality that we have a new identity in Christ, that we have been born into a living hope and into a secure inheritance, and that we ourselves are being guarded by God. As I said, when we come to verse 10, the, the scene shifts a little bit. So let me read verses 10 through 12 for us. Then I'll pray and offer a few comments. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Father, as we look once again at your word, I ask that you would strengthen us, that we might find comfort in the consistency of your word. Help me to speak by your spirit. Help us all to hear with the ears that he gives us. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, if you've hung out at Christ Church Conway for any time at all, You've heard me say something about the Bible being one story. That the Bible is the, the one story of God establishing his kingdom through his Christ according to his covenant promises. This kingdom Christ covenant reality we, we make a pretty big deal of here at Christ Church Conway. And we do that because we want our people to understand, I want you as your pastor to understand that the Bible is consistent. That God has always been gracious, that he has always been full of mercy, that his plan has always been to redeem his people according to his Christ, according to his covenant promises, by his grace, through faith. All of those things that so often we think about as New Testament ideas, what we see when we study scripture is that they're actually just biblical ideas, that, that they're found everywhere, Old Testament and New Testament, and that the revelation of this mystery of the gospel is really what all of the Bible is about. This should give us great comfort. This should give us 
hope that should all kinds of things for our faith should strengthen us in all kinds of ways because what we see is that the God who is is the God who always has been and the way he has dealt with his people is exactly how we can expect him to deal with his people so where he has been gracious to them, where he has walked them through difficult times, where he has walked with them through the valley of the shadow of death, where he has defended them against their enemies, where he has established them according to his will, we can expect him to do those things for us now. And there's comfort in that. And this is what we see a little bit of in these verses. We're going to look at these three verses, verse 10, 11, and 12, for the next couple of days. Tomorrow, of course, will be Sermon Sunday, but we'll look at these verses for the next couple of days because there's a number of points that I want us to tease out. But the first is the consistency of the witness of Scripture. Notice where it starts, concerning this salvation. Well, what salvation? The one that he's been talking about. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This salvation... Earlier, he, he reminded us that, that we are, by God's power, being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Concerning this salvation, we, we need to, to get that. It, it's concerning this salvation that is solely built on the finished work of Jesus Christ. This salvation that we talk of as, as according to God's mercy, is by grace, through faith, in Christ. This salvation that we talk of in light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, his finished work, his life, death, and resurrection. This salvation. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired carefully. This gives us an incredible hermeneutical key, an incredible important point for understanding all of Scripture, in particular the Old Testament. The prophets that Peter here talks about are the Old Testament prophets. Even Moses is called a prophet. Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the 12 minor prophets. He's talking here about those men who were led by the Spirit to write what we now know as the Old Testament. And they were, they were concerned with this salvation that Peter is now using to comfort the elect exiles. Do you see that there's this one story. The salvation Peter is concerned with is the salvation the prophets were concerned with. The consistency of God in his plan to redeem us should give us great comfort because what we see in the Old Testament is God's faithfulness 
in spite of his people's faithlessness. Also, what we see in the Old Testament is God's faithfulness in and through the sufferings of his people. He didn't abandon them. He kept them. Even when they looked at life and thought, it's done, God has forgotten us. What we see is that that simply wasn't the case. We think back to the Exodus. They had been slaves in Egypt, suffering under Pharaoh's control and under his authority and under his power, and there God did not forget them. But they multiplied greatly until Pharaoh saw them as a threat. And then, through a series of events, God delivers them out of bondage in Egypt. And they're wandering around in the wilderness. They're a wilderness people with with no home, stuck between two lands, stuck between the, the slavery of Egypt and the promised land of Canaan. In many ways, this is a good analogy for us to think about how we live now, stuck between these two worlds, this world ravaged by sin and the world yet to come, where sin and death have been finally and fully dealt with. Here, the Israelites were stuck between these two worlds and their suffering, and as they looked at their circumstances, as they looked at their situation, they thought, God has forgotten us. It would be better for us to go back to Egypt. At least there, we had stuff to eat. But here, God has clearly brought us out to kill us, to destroy us, to make an end of us. In reality, he was redeeming them even through this suffering, leading them by his Spirit that went before them in this pillar of cloud and fire, and protected them, and hemmed them in. He was leading them to salvation that was ready to be revealed when they got to the promised land. See, the prophets were looking for the Christ. They they were thinking about this salvation. They understood that this this according to his mercy, this causing us to be born again, this sovereign over our situation, this giving us a new identity as he did when he created the people of God from nothing by calling Abraham out of the Ur, out of Ur of the Chaldeans, this giving us a living hope, saying this is where we're going, this giving us an inheritance that is kept not by us but by him. This is just how God is and what he does. And Peter wants these elect exiles, as they suffer as exiles between these two worlds, Peter wants them to know that they are not fools for trusting God. For God has provided a long history of his faithfulness to his people, even in the midst of their suffering. And so he reminds these elect exiles and us concerning this salvation, this salvation that I've just laid out for you that that is founded in Jesus Christ, concerning this, this salvation, the prophets of old prophesied. 
and inquired about the very thing that I am comforting you with now, that they comforted the people of old with. This consistency in our God is incredibly comforting, incredibly hope-giving, and incredibly encouraging. Because it allows us to now look at our situation and say, no, just like the Israelites in the wilderness, just like the Israelites in exile, their circumstances didn't speak a truer word about them than the grace of God, nor do ours. We can trust him. Faithful is what he is. May we rest in this God who has consistently redeemed his people, who has consistently brought us out for his glory and our good. In Christ's name, amen.